This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. So, of course, we were talking a little earlier about uh, Banyana Banyana being hosted by the Minister of um, the Minister of Sport, Arts and Culture, Zizi Kodwa, um, to congratulate them really on their fine performance and historic performance at the recent Women's World Cup. I say recent, of course, it's still ongoing, the final to be played this weekend. But back in April, FIFA confirmed that they've received four bids to host the 2027 edition of the tournament. That's the 2027 FIFA Women's World Cup. And the hosts are said to be um, announced in May next year. Germany, Belgium and the Netherlands submitted a joint expression of interest to host the tournament while the other joint bids included the United States and Mexico. South Africa and Brazil were the two nations who also threw their names into the hat. And I'm pleased to welcome in studio the chairperson of the 2027 Women's World Cup Bid Committee, uh, Ms. Dumi Zamini. Good morning to you and thank you so much for joining us. Morning, Taviso, and good morning to your listeners. It's a you, pleasure. You've also recently just come back from uh, the World Cup uh, mm-hmm. in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, what was the experience like? Oh, it was actually quite amazing. Um, we went to Australia at the invitation of FIFA. Mm-hmm. They had invited all of the bidding nations that you've just um, outlined. And the objective of the visit really was to take us through all of the requirements for hosting the 2027 FIFA World Cup. And in addition to that, we also got to have an opportunity to go see some of the hosting mm-hmm. spaces, such as the, the stadiums, the referees, training uh, facilities, as well as the International Broadcast Center. Mm-hmm. So all in all, it was really a very uh, productive working week, um, but also quite enjoyable. We got to see a few games. Yeah, Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, let's talk about the bidding process. <coughs> I beg your pardon. Um, uh, I've just mentioned that uh, the announcement as to the successful bid will be made uh, in May next year. These are very short turnaround times. Yes. Uh, tell me, what kind of uh, pressure does that exert on you or what, what kind of a challenge does that present on you as a bid team? Well, you are quite right. We don't have a lot of time to put our bid document together. So we've started the work. um, But as you say, there's still a lot of work to be done. We have to go and consult with the host cities because that's where the World Cup will Mm. be held. The stadiums, the fans, they will all be in the host cities. So we will soon be convening a host city forum of all the mayors plus um, all the relevant stakeholders to make sure that, you know, we are aligned in terms of FIFA's requirements, but also in terms of the ability and the capacity of the host cities to host um, uh, the matches and the tournament at large. In as far as host cities are concerned, what is the approach? Is it a case of uh, cities expressing interest and then you as a bid committee deciding on which city will, for whichever criteria you use, which cities would be best uh, suited uh, to include in, in it? And also, have you made a determination or is this a FIFA requirement in terms of uh, uh, the number of cities that you'll be looking at? So it's a very much a consultative process in the sense that we have approached the cities 
And also what has been very helpful in the case of South Africa is that we have hosted the 2010 Mm. World Cup. So the infrastructure is actually already located in specific cities. So it was a very easy route to take to say where the infrastructure already is, is where we will... Mm you know, suggest that the um, tournament is held. So basically, FIFA has requested that we put forward 10 stadiums Mm -hmm. for consideration by the FIFA team. But Is that a minimum of 10? So that's the minimum of 10, but ultimately they require eight stadiums to host the tournament. So out of the 10, they will then select the eight that they deem to be the best um, you know, mm. the best mm. stadiums. Um, mm. So all of those eight have been identified, like I said, on the basis of where they are located. So Johannesburg, obviously at Teguini, Cape Town, um, Bumalanga, um, Limpopo, and of course um, PE, but we also have had um, advances or requests from the province of the Northern Cape that they are very keen mm. as well to host um, in Kimberley. So we have ongoing discussions with the province in that regard. Mm. Mm. And based on what you have seen, I mean, as you've mentioned, there is the advantage that, uh, um, well, by the time we stage the women, if when we do stage the Women's World Cup, it'll be Mm. 17 years, actually, since we had staged the World Cup uh, uh, in 2010. But just based on what you saw um, um, out in Australia, um, and New Zealand, uh, what, um, how do you think, or what do you think, uh, or how far would we be from, you know, mm. being in a state where we say we are ready to host uh, that event? You know, it's interesting you ask that because the first three days that we're in Sydney, we had this workshop, they gave us all the requirements, mm. and we all felt like, oh, we can do that. You know, we're 90% there. If they decided to bring it to South Africa next mm. month, we'd be good to go. And then on day four, they took us to their international broadcasting center. And that's where I believe most of the work will be for South Africa. And mm. and because obviously, as you say, 17 years is a long time ago. Mm. And there have been so many technological advances over the time that mm. we would need to put in place quite a few measures in order to align with the current international standards. Mm. So, for instance, goal line technology the VAR system, you know, these are systems that we don't have quite ready Mm. for use tomorrow, but there are uh, plans in place by the PSL, by SAFA, Mm. to actually make sure that they have them in place for local matches even. Mm. So all in all, I felt like we felt as a team that we have, you know, 90% of the work or of the requirements in place, mm-hmm. and at least ten percent, there's still a need. There's still a need for us to do some work, to do some variations. Of course, even the game of football has evolved over the past seventeen years. So the requirements in terms of the infrastructure, um, even the stadiums, have changed a little bit. But we are very, very um, happy mm-hmm. with where we are, in South Africa, and we're very confident as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, by the way, I'm talking to the chairperson of the 2027 uh, Women's World Cup Bid Committee, Tumilamini, talking about, of course, uh, the um, the plans that they're putting together. They've just come from uh, um, FIFA, as you heard, uh, were, uh, part of a delegation that was um, 
meeting with FIFA or hosted by FIFA uh, and the various uh, nations that are also looking to um, submit proposals to host the event. And we will know the successful bidder, by the way, next year in May. We'll carry on chatting to Dumitlamini. We'll check in first on the traffic. Engaging and informative. Power Breakfast with TT on Power 98.7. My guest in studio this morning is uh, Dumit Lamene. She's the chairperson of the 2027 Women's World Cup Bid Committee. We're talking about, well, obviously South Africa's prospects and what we need to put in place uh, in order to get the nod when FIFA does make uh, um, that announcement uh, next year. Um, so to me, obviously, you know, it's all well and good and, you know, um, talking, talking up the strength of our bid, but ultimately it's how we stack up against uh, everyone else. Um, and and these are formidable nations in terms of hosting events that we are up against. Um, and some of them having hosted as well fairly recently. Yes. How do you assess them and what you would need um, you know, in putting together um, this bid? What you will need? Obviously, you will need to emphasize certain things that uh, mm-hmm. will put, give you the edge over the, op- you know, the opposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you're quite right. I mean, pretty much all of the bidding nations have hosted large-scale sporting events, mm. um, and quite recently too. Mm. So I think on that level, we we're very much square. You know, I mean, anyone it could be anyone, but we you have to look at what FIFA is looking for mm. in terms of the 2027 World Cup, and this came out. In the, um, in the workshop that we held in Australia recently. And they've said their vision for hosting the 2027 mm. World Cup is to promote the participation of women in football, the participation of women as players, mm. as coaches, and also as football administrators, and also women in the boardroom, women leaders. So if you look at who has the better, better value proposition for FIFA. I mean, if you look at Europe, for instance, you know, they have very well-developed professional leagues. Um, they are quite advanced. They have resources that have enabled them to promote the sports, to advance women in, in that particular, in the field. And similarly, in the USA, which is bidding jointly with Mexico, and to some extent, Brazil. So if you're looking at who places the best value proposition for mm. promoting women mm. um, in sports, I would say South Africa comes out tops in that regard. And so we, along with SAFA, really believe that, you know, aligned with SAFA's goals and objectives to put in place a professional league for women, mm-hmm. but also to promote women and young girls' participation in the game of football, this platform, this 2027 World Cup, would really be a catalyst mm. for those plans and for those goals of the country and suffer. But in addition to football considerations for hosting the World Cup, there are much broader considerations for the country, mm. you know, in terms of why South Africa, why do we need this World Cup? We need it because post-COVID-19 and going through the recovery now, we have to be part of the promotion mm. of the country as a tourism in, um, destination, as an investment destination. So we are as well positioning this World Cup as a platform to mm. allow the whole city specifically to promote themselves, not only during the World mm. Cup, but in the period leading up to. You touched on uh, SAFA, and I wanted to just to, as a, in conclusion, talk about the importance 
of uh, how you work together. In fact, how whatever decisions Safa make about uh, the women's game between um, now and well beyond even the announcement and even going leading up to 2027, you have to present. I'm sure some kind of a plan that shows that uh, we even have a plan, not just for developing uh, uh, as a host nation, but of actually also developing the game and ensuring that, uh, well, thankfully, Bayana Bayana have also shown that we will be mm. competitive. But just talk to us about how uh, Safa plays into how you're going to be working with Safa with NS- and what they work, how it will inform what you are doing as a bid company. So, you know, um, Safa has put together this bid. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is a member of FIFA. So SAFA, I believe, is very much aware of, of what is required. Mm. And, you know, I, I, can't, I cannot speak on their behalf. Sure. But because we've been appointed by them and we work with them very closely, I know for a fact that there are plans in place to advance this game. I mean, if you look at the performance of Banyana Banyana in Australia, it will tell you okay. that there's been a lot of work beforehand because we know that Banyana Banyana's success in Australia did not come about because of one month or six months of training. But those girls had to be taken from a very young age to be nurtured Mm. and to be trained and to be prepared for that big stage. And it was Safa that took um, that initiative to support Mm. those young women. And so I'm very much confident, having Mm. seen the strength and the excellence of Banyana Banyana in Australia, Mm. that there is the willingness, there's the capability, Mm. and there's the will as well in SAFA to ensure that they advance mm. and promote uh, women's football in South Africa. Very important, of course. Were you a decent footballer yourself? Well, <laughs> um, it depends. My kids will say yes. Yeah, but oh, no. they would? Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, I play with them. But no, uh, um, <laughs> nowhere near amateur, even professional, <laughs> let alone professional. All right, just very quickly before we re- release you, um, where are we now? What, what happens now? What occupies your, um, what are the important uh, landmarks that we need to be looking out for between now and next May? Well, you know, it's um, almost end of August, mm. so I'm starting to get some sleepless nights already. Mm. Can you imagine? Because I'm thinking December is just, what, 30, uh, what, three months away. Mm. And... You know, we are in the process of putting our bid book together. It's due on the 8th of December. But our consultation process Mm. is not at the level at which it should be. So I think people like yourselves are really helping Mm. in terms of reaching out to the broader society Mm. in South Africa. But Mm. there's also the formal or rather the official consultative Mm. processes that also need to be taken. And so, you know, in September, we will be engaging with national government. We've already started with the host cities. And we have no doubt that there's a lot of support for this um, for this bid okay. and that we will be in place to present a fully-fledged and convincing and compelling case for South Africa on the 8th of December. Wonderful. Thank you so much uh, to the chairperson of uh, the 2027 Women's World Cup Bid Committee, uh, Dumil Lamini. Needless to say, we wish you all the best. Uh, and yeah, we're going to need all the strength you can get. As you say, the hard work really now starts. Absolutely. And thank you so much for your invitation. I look forward to engaging with you and I hope that South Africa at large as well is in support and we should all aim 
that this bid is a success. Thank Ab- you. Absolutely. There you go then. Uh, we will continue, of course, to keep track of all that happens around the bid. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.